season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR podcast today we have enjoy the show co-founders and baseball digital creators we got Dan Sarmiento and Leo Rockman on the JKR podcast for the baseball business series presented by Old Fort Baseball guys super pumped to finally get you guys on the JKR podcast how are you guys doing today let's go I'm great oh, yeah I'm, man I'm, we're doing well man we're on different sides of the country right now but we're you know still virtually connected which is great and i'm feeling good and leo and i literally text constantly throughout the day anyway so it's like i never left because i'm always exactly it's like he's never left i'm pumped to be here man thanks for having us on no and again you know thanks for coming on the show i know when obviously you guys are big you know i look up to you guys within this industry you know just all the different types of stuff you guys are doing and you know pumped to kind of dig into you know how enjoy the show got started and just you know how how everything's been going on these past couple of years uh but before we dig into enjoy the show and you know how you guys got connected and all that i got one question i like to ask everybody that gets on the jcare podcast and that is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself? You know, who exactly is Dan Sarmiento? Who exactly is Leo Rockman? Yeah. Uh, so I'm a 20 year old, I'd say content creator would be like how I would describe myself. Um, yeah. I like, cause people always love saying like influencer and stuff or like even my parents think it's like, Oh, you're an influencer. But for me, it's really like influencer to me is more like Instagram models and like people who don't necessarily like create content. Like Leo and I are, are content creators. I'd say that's where we, we, you know, most of our time is and energy is spent towards, but I'm from uh, Exeter, New Hampshire. I'm back home right now just for a couple of weeks to be with the fam. And uh, yeah, we make content on all things baseball, news and culture. And yeah, that's our, our, little, our little pitch, little story. And my name is Leo Rockman. I'm a content creator myself. Been around a little bit, done a couple different things, but uh, kind of found what I'm super passionate about and super motivated for. And that's working with Dan and our brand, Enjoy the Show. And I'm really pumped for quarter two of this year. Okay. So with with your guys' brand being all about baseball, you know, take us through your baseball backgrounds. I believe when I was looking up your guys' names, just doing some research, I, you guys had a couple, you know, PBR, perfect game profiles pop up. You take us through your baseball backgrounds and, you know, just how this whole thing got created. Yeah. Like Leo and I are, we're, we're like kids. We're kind of have, it's funny. We actually have pretty similar stories going up through like travel ball. We graduated high school the same year, but then once high school kind of, it, we, our stories kind of differ. But um, yeah, so pretty much I'm a, I'm a pitcher. I'm a lefty. Uh, I kind of came up through high school and travel ball around the Northeast and then eventually did a postgrad year at a school called Bridgeton Academy in Maine to like really accelerate like my recruiting and try to, I reclassed with 2022 graduate. Um, and yeah, so then I committed to a school called Azusa Pacific University. And then over the last like year, stuff started taking off a little more in content. And I realized like, I, I love playing baseball and I love training, but what's what fires me up every single day more so than just like getting up and, and throwing was making videos and growing my brand on social media. And I think Leo's is a, is a similar way now too. So yeah, that's that's kind of my and then I, I stopped playing baseball. I decided, hey, I'm just gonna go full time content. Uh, and so far, it's it's been really exciting and really fun. And I don't I don't really miss baseball because I feel like I'm in baseball every single day. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm and I still feel like I'm compete I'm competing. Like I'm not missing that competitive like whatever waking up and grinding type thing because I feel like we're still competing maybe even more so than we were when we were playing baseball because as a pitcher you only can throw every few days so yeah 
And I'm kind of in that same boat. So Dan, like you said, we were both 2021 grads out of high school. I committed to a small D3 school in Ohio. It was, you know, I wanted to leave California and the West Coast because COVID had happened. I'd been locked down in my room for so long. I kind of felt like it was time for a new change. And so I committed to a school in Ohio, kind of thinking, I know I will play here. There's no chance my school is going to get canceled or my baseball is going to get canceled. So let's kind of go for a, a big change and jump to Ohio, which I did. And I pitched in decent amount of games as a freshman. I think it was about six or seven as a freshman started in two or three. And, you know, I, I was playing with an injury. I hurt my arm in the summer before I went to college. I, I think I damaged cartilage all around my elbow, but it was something I could play through and not get surgery. So I decided to do that as I didn't want to be that, you know, freshman that's injured coming into the season. So I did that pitch pretty decently. And then we actually had our coach pass away. And he was a, he was the main reason why I had went to this school and, you know, the assistant coach, we just, I thought he was a good guy, but you know, it was a combination of Ohio somewhere where I hadn't really been before. And I went for this coach who I was super passionate to play for. And I kind of just decided to come back home. And that was when things with content were taking around and kind of looking back on that. Now, if I was still in Ohio, like, I mean, I wouldn't be a part of this to the capacity that I am at right now. And so I came back to LA and was like, you know what, I'm going to play junior college baseball for this last year. Kind of, I knew I was going to be done after this year for sure, but I wanted to, you know, kind of say goodbye to baseball, play through injury a little bit. And I played this fall, actually, you know, I was crazy. I would finish practice. I would drive two hours to our studio, work till like 10 or 11 and then drive back. And, you know, it was super crazy. I wasn't going to play very much. The team was great. I was living with two of my uh, friends from Ohio, but, things came around and I kind of just decided I wasn't having as much fun in baseball really the whole time during practice. I would go to my phone and check like Instagram. I would text Dan, stay updated with what we were doing. It kind of just made sense for me to stop. And I actually had a really good conversation with other creator, Eric Sim. And he was kind of like, look, dude, this is a timely manner. You got to go do what's best for you. So I'm not going to tell you what decision to make, but I'm going to tell you that you should go with your gut and go with your gut decision because it has your best interests in mind. And that was for me to stop playing college baseball and focus on content. Okay. So both of you guys having similar stories, but being, you know, coast to coast, Dan, you're up there in New Hampshire, Leo, you're up in California. How'd you guys get connected? You know, where this connection come from? Yeah. So I think Leo originally reached out to me because he probably saw my content. It was all like pitching related content. So he was kind of in that world. Um, yeah. And so I think he just reached out to me a while back, maybe a couple of years ago, like, Hey, love the content, like, let's keep in touch or whatever. And we did. And he told me like probably about a year ago, my stuff started kind of picking up some traction and he's like, dude, we should, uh, you know, like work together in some capacity. Let's hop on a call. Like I used to do esports stuff. He can go more in detail on that, but yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we hopped on a call immediately. We were like, oh, we're very like-minded and we have kind of similar goals and ambitions, but Leo is kind of like more operate he's operational and, and logistics and like he knows how to make stuff happen and get stuff done whereas me it's like I, that stuff's great now but i want to just make videos and be on camera and and make content and and so we're a pretty good duo in that matter because he, leo doesn't necessarily need to be on camera but he can be on camera and i don't necessarily need to send emails and figure out logistical stuff but i can if i so we just work really well together and i went out and stayed with him at, for the all-star game in la which was sweet so we did so we hung up for like a week, went to all the different events, home run derby, all-star game, 
uh, all that stuff. We just became homies and our boy Cam was there too. He's like a videographer. We were just making content for a week. And then since then, we've kind of just been uh, with each other like all the time. Like literally, even if it's not, like I said, even if it's not in person, we're just like all on the phone, like thinking of ideas, trying to email schools or, or email people to get in touch with the main content. And so, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. And it, it started with, we played, we long tossed at a field up here in New Hampshire when he was visiting family. And that's how we first met. And then since then, we've just been boys. Okay. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's actually a funny story. So I used to do social media management. I mean, I still do social media management, but that was kind of like my full thing. I was getting hired by esports orgs and I was also Twitch streaming at the same time, build a pretty solid platform. I was creating content on that. I'd been creating content through the years on YouTube, started making baseball videos here and there. And, you know, I kind of stopped doing that when I went to college and I remember seeing Dan's stuff and I was like, you know, I try to build relationships with people. And then, you know, I thought Dan's stuff was very cool. And I was like, look, man, I, I want to help. I want to make this bigger than it is because Dan was already doing very well, but I just knew that we kind of could take this shit to the next level. And so we, we went long toss and it was funny. I was like, I remember I was like injured in my arm, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta impress this dude. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go out there and like chuck it. And uh, I hadn't like, you know, my arm was dead. It was, I think it was towards the end of the season or something. But I was just like, you know, what, I gotta go do this. And we ended up talking like more than we threw, and it, it was a great time. And it's funny that you bring up Dan like the All Star Game stuff because the other day I was just looking at my phone. I was looking at like your old Instagram posts and my old posts, and I was like, man, like it's kind of crazy how like things have changed and it seems like so long ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just crazy, man. Okay. So, so I actually, I came across your guys's page for the Boston Flannery interview. I think that was probably maybe in the fall. So at the, just let's, let's go ahead and let's just dig into the start of it. You know, you guys had that long toss. You guys go out to California, you hang out. I asked not even, I mean, less than a year ago. Dan, at that point, you know, where were you at with, you know, DSARM YouTube? Was that just getting rolling? I guess, when did you, Zach, did you start with that? And Leo, when you came on board, was that when you guys started? Enjoy the show. Kind of take us through that whole transition and actually getting the company started. Yeah. So I think what, when we met up in LA in July for the All-Star stuff, I think I was at like 7,000 subscribers. I think that was, or 8,000 or something. Because I remember we were like really trying to grind to get to 10K um and i just remember talking to eric sim and he's like you gotta go 10k or die 10k or die 10,000 subscribers and i'm like yeah let's do it so that's kind of <laughs> our goal for the whole trip and trying to figure out video ideas to to kind of grow the channel and yeah i think slowly and surely we just started implementing kind of new ideas we started doing the facility tours which has been an extremely successful series that we like started with just like an, a, a little video at San Diego state. And then it did really well. And we we're like, Oh dude, we got to just like run with this idea. Cause no one's really doing this in baseball. And then start implementing bigger podcasts, which helped grow the pages and more like experience, experiential stuff with like game days and, you know, hanging out with Max Clark, going to 24 hours of Max Clark type stuff. And really just the culmination of that. Plus just like, you know, having more credibility as we're working with like really uh, cool, successful people in the baseball world and they kind of see our content and they're like oh like we this is something that's authentic and, and we like mixed all that mixed together kind of started growing our pages and growing my pages and then in the fall we decided to kind of do a spin-off of what I was doing like the podcast was called the show podcast and I was like let's let's just kind of make it not just a podcast but like a brand and maybe not even just baseball but just for now let's just be called enjoy the show and our idea now is like the intersection between player and fan Leo can definitely go more in depth on that because he's really in the weeds with growing, enjoy the show. But for my, my 
idea with it was just to kind of make a space where it was like uninterrupted and overtime and GQ, like something where it's just like, but for baseball, like, but something that's cool and, and, and young and energetic that is centrally just for baseball, because I think it was kind of missing that. Like we have youth prospects who like Ryan Nakajima studied prospects. I love it. And they crush like highlights and they crush games and that's amazing. And I kind of want to do like something like that, but more for the personalities of the players, personalities off the field with enjoy the show. But I know Leo can go even more in depth on that, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, in May we had the show account and that was for podcast clips pretty much only. And, you know, the page was doing decently well, getting a lot of views, but we were kind of at this weird point where, you know, we were only posting podcast clips. Dan was do starting to do a little bit of other content. We were trying to find ways we can, you know, post daily. I was posting highlights on Instagram, like these funny highlights. I was collabing with, you know, the highlight pages like baseball or, or baseball dugout and all of them trying to grow the page and just get more eyes on it. And that was our thing. We're like, it doesn't really matter what we post right now, but we want to get eyes on it. And then starts shifting towards, you know, like Dan said, we did the facility tour and now we can post photos from the facility tour, or maybe even a clip or whatever it may be. And we kind of branded into enjoy the show and said, okay, look, we have this pretty decent page here. Let's keep on growing it. Let's keep grinding out different ways to make content, kind of have it as the brand, like kind of like inspired by GQ, Dan said, inspired by FaZe Clan. We want to build this experience around baseball and kind of highlight these personalities that we feel aren't highlighted enough. And we kind of add that, you know, idea that we're still young and kind of in the same boat as them. So we can relate to these players like Max Clark. We can almost even relate to some of these younger guys in major league baseball and minor leagues and prospects and all that. So that's kind of what our brand is for to highlight the media of the game and help produce that content. And whether that's helping these creators that we have in with us or whether it's, you know, just fulfilling our merchandise out of enjoy the show. It kind of is like our hovering brand. And um, it's funny because like Dan said, when we first started working together, it was Dan had about six or seven K on, on YouTube. And we were happy with, you know, 1000 views in a day or even a couple thousand in a week. And we were super pumped up about that. And we kind of saw something working. We saw that these facility tour videos were taking off a little bit, getting about 20,000 views. That was like double what we were getting on anything else. So we said, okay, let's build this system that we can have for quarter one, quarter two of 2023. And we kind of had this system for the end of 2022. And it's kind of nice to see that it's slowly, you know, working. We put it into place. We knew that if we followed this, which is, you know, fly to as many places, go crazy on content for the next couple months, you know, fly to Indiana, then to Chicago, then to whatever, maybe filming facility tours, podcasts, getting Max Clark content, you know, getting other prospects. We knew that Dan's page was going to skyrocket and we are, we're in the process of seeing that happen right now. And it, it, it's a, something really cool to see. So as you guys created that, you know, common goal, you know, just went all in on, enjoy the show, you know, what you, you guys filmed that San Diego state tour, you know, what were those next steps beyond that to the point to where like in the fall, you're interviewing Boston Flannery going now, Max Clark, um, Ben Joyce as well. You know, what were those next steps, you know, after the all-star game, after you guys had talked about it and, you know, created the brand, enjoy the show. What were those next steps beyond that San Diego state tour? Um, just, you know, those next couple of months. Yeah, dude, it was like kind of just slowly, but surely one step at a time. Cause like, even at the all-star break, like my, or the all-star game and that content kind of after that, a few of the videos, I think didn't even crack like 2000 views. So like, I really hadn't figured out like what 
you, what works on YouTube, like I, there's, there's a lot of just, as you know, like so much nuance to it, especially compared to like Instagram and TikTok. It's different. It's like a different game, but it's like obviously the most, uh, like you can monetize it the best. It's the best way to build depth. Like it's long form video, which people are actually going to sit down and, and consume. But so I knew like we, Leo and I both knew that it was like, we need to like put YouTube in front of anything else. Like it really needs to be about YouTube and then stuff trickles down from that like instead of vice versa so it's like we start with like a and to answer your question though really just like we sent like 50 emails a day like that's just kind of yeah. like the that's just kind of like the short answer but for me i can kind of get into the weeds of the youtube nerd stuff but for me it was just like we just need to make ideas happen like we have to come up with a ton of cool ideas that people in baseball want to see and it's like how can we actually make that happen we might just have to find three different people's emails and just have a really convincing pitch and make a pitch deck and just say, Hey, we can do this for you. We'll pay for it. We'll do everything. Can we just make a YouTube video out of this? That's kind of like, we'll have a first few facility tours happened. And then once we have that proof of concept where it's like, Hey, we've done five successful facility tours. Like we can get expect X amount of viewership and we've we got a professional videographer or whatever. It starts snowballing. And then, you know, you see, we get to schools like Miami and Oregon and, amazing opportunities we've got some really cool schools lined up for the next few weeks which i'm so pumped for um so yeah it's 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 been great and yeah like leo can again go more in depth on it but it's really just been about like slowly grinding and snowballing into bigger and better stuff okay it's really it's really cool to see because it started off as dan and i so we went down to area code games where we did the boston flannery uh interview and that was a that was a hit boston knows how to talk on a podcast by the way if you guys haven't seen that yet absolute yeah. stud but so had a great time in area codes they had us down there put us up in a hotel treated us incredibly you know we had just a great overall experience kind of roaming around the whole stadium filming content and we we're like okay this is time where we're going to start our series we're going to leave for an hour one or two days and we're going to go film a facility tour video at university of san diego in san diego state and it started off as you know we would just DM a bunch of players. I would go to the San Diego State or U- University of San Diego Instagram, and I'd find, like, their players that look like they're putting themselves out there and maybe have some sort of following. I'd DM them on the Enjoy the Show page. I'd be like, look, we're starting this series. And I was kind of, like, I was trying to find a way where we can explain it because we hadn't even started it, and it hasn't really been tapped into on baseball. So I was like, look, we're just going to go film the facilities. We don't have to, you know, film whatever you don't want to film but we'd love to have you and just be our tour guide. And I remember the first one, first one was with San Diego State and what was his name again, Dan? It was Brian Leanhart. Yeah, Brian which Leanhart. he ended up being like the best player on the team. Like we didn't even realize. Absolutely. It's dog. funny, we've gotten really lucky. Like we just DM guys and it happens to, they just happen to be dogs. Like they're just like, going to get drafted. Like for whatever reason, like it seems like the guys who are putting themselves out there a lot of time are studs too. Yeah. Like I wasn't even paying attention to that. I was just kind of picking guys and then, kind of went one after one after one where we were just getting like the star player of the team. And that kind of worked out perfectly. And we saw this evolution of the facility tour kind of change from bootstrapping to where we would just DM a player and figure it out. Then it would be, okay, we have a sponsor or not a sponsor. We have a connection at the school. We go through the ops department and now we get, you know, maybe free tickets or field passes for the game and we can go there and kind of, be backed by the school a little bit and we were kind of going out of pocket on those for the first couple I think it was you know we tried to stay local so we didn't have to spend too much money on the facility tours yet we hadn't really found this seen if it worked 100% yet to where we can go and get sponsors 
Then it was like Fullerton video, I think did really well. Long Beach state did very well. And we were like, okay, we can pitch this. Now we created a pitch deck to send to sponsors that and schools one for schools being like, look, uh, we'd love to come. If you could help us with hotel, it'd be great. We didn't even pitch that too much. And then we'd also show it to sponsors to where we were finally getting sponsors and could find our way to the school and kind of not have to lose a whole bunch of money to where we can travel and see new places. And then it kind of created this, in, like just this perfect environment to where now, you know, we've had, we've been incredibly lucky enough to have certain schools or universities pay for our hotel while we're there. You know, we were just at BYU a couple weeks ago and we had the best hospitality and they put us up in a hotel, you know, a local restaurant invited us out for food. We had like the press box set up. It was incredible, incredible treatment at BYU. Shout out BYU, man. I yeah. I can't wait to go back to BYU. They were just awesome. But like, the fact that they were just so happy that we, like they were just so grateful to us and we were so grateful to them. So it was just like, we're all just so happy. Like we were just like, this is great. Exactly. Is awesome. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, and in BYU, that was where that's where the mountain was at, right? I remember seeing yeah, some videos. Definitely. There. Okay, that's yeah, what I yeah, that, yeah. that was that was a badass backdrop. You know, I, I oh, can't yeah, imagine play, playing ball there. Um, but as you, as you guys were, you know, doing the initial reach outs, you know, going doing the cold emailing, DMing players, was it like your common cold emailing where you know it's a low response rate, or for you guys, you know, wanting to provide as much value as possible, were there more people, you know, actually responding to you guys and wanting you guys to do it? Definitely. It's been better I mean, recently. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll, now I'll that we've proven this, it. I'll take kind of like the early stuff and then Dan right. can kind of shed light on the newer stuff. I mean, I've probably DM'd like hundreds of players and hundred and emailed hundreds of schools. We would get back from like, we would kind of target the ones that we knew would, would respond. We kind of understood that we were in this place where we couldn't go out there and email Vandy or email uh, UCLA right off the bat. So we kind of stuck with like, let's start with San Diego state. Let's start with Cal state Fullerton. And, you know, we can hit those for sure. We know we can. So we were emailing and DMing players and we got responses from that, but kind of on the cold email side, like I want to encourage everyone to go and do that. I mean, like this podcast, like wouldn't be as big as it would without it. I mean, Lance McCullers, like following you and DMing back in on Instagram, he was like the biggest guest with Dan right before I came on. And that was huge. I mean, the amount of people that Ben Joyce was a cold email or cold DM. Uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of people that responded to them, and even if you're small or big. So I want to encourage that as well. But yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of no responses. Yeah, you just gotta be like, if you have a, you know, I think people talk about like cold emails, like having like a one percent. Think about it, like, well, if you say, like the more you send. 1% actually can be pretty big. Like I can be sent five hundred emails, 50 replies. That's a ton. Like it'd be, especially yeah. if it's like, you know, big schools or big agencies, whatever it is. So I, I'd totally recommend just shoot the shot. You always got to shoot your shot or DMs, same thing. Shoot your shot. Keep going. If you have an idea, tell someone the idea and, and try to make it happen. And I mean, I mean, I've seen the same thing. Obviously, you know, I'm more of a Midwest scale, more rather where you guys are national, but like when I was first reaching out to people, like just to come on the podcast, like I was reaching out to some of those Indiana bulls, all those mid, uh, the Midwest travel teams, you know, I was getting not, I mean, it was more than 1%, but still, I mean, it wasn't, you know, as much as what it is now, obviously I'm growing a little bit, not as much as you guys, but you know, nowadays having Max Clark on having, you know, Noah Franco, who's a, you know, projected first round pick as well. Like, you know, there's more and more people either reaching out or, you know, actually saying yes, when I actually invite them to come on. 
Uh, but with where you guys are at now, I know Leo, you mentioned you guys have a studio out there in California. So when you guys are going around to doing all these, you know, college tours, going and doing these interviews, how do you guys actually, you know, split the roles when it comes to editing? Like, have you guys hired additional employees to do that? Like, what does that look like when it comes to the actual editing actually put onto YouTube? What is, you know, how are all those roles, you know, kind of interchangeable and, you know, maybe some additional employee you guys have also hired? Yeah. As for editing, I do all my, I do all the editing. So I, it's one of those things that I just like, haven't been able to give up yet. Uh, we have a buddy who's a really great editor in, in kind of the esports world who once we're gonna, probably going to live together next year. So once we can like sit down and be in person, he'll like kind of learn my style. Cause I just, obviously like, I don't think my style is the best or better or whatever. It's just like, it's just my style. It's just what I'm comfortable with and what people have come to expect. I feel like people who are familiar with the videos. So, and I just love it. I love sitting down and just getting in a timeline and editing uh, but as for videography, like we have, we do have our boy, Tony, who's like kind of with the show. We have Cam. So Tony lives in Phoenix. We met him at Lids and he was like, oh, I do graphics for ASU. Started doing graphics for us with Enjoy the Show. And then eventually just became a second videographer, depending on the situation. So utility guy. The utility guy, like a legit utility guy. And then Cam is a kid from back home who we go and travel with sometimes. He's still in high school, which is crazy. And he's just a stud. Like he's one of those dudes who knows everything about cameras knows like oh if you want to get this look we should do this if you with the lighting we got to fix this blah 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 moving I to just, la too yeah he's moving to la going to santa monica next year which is going to be sick so we're kind of trying to recruit all our boys out to la um so we can start making content there but really it's like we don't really do the like we don't try to just freelance like well i'm not going to really put on our story and be like hey we need a videographer it's more like we have our guys now which is sick and now it's just about hey who's free and who can help us make this video happen Okay. Definitely. And to kind of touch on with Dan's editing, I mean, this dude is a, a workhorse. Like we will, we will finish a video and we'll get on the plane. And I mean, it depends on what kind of trip it is. If it's like a, a longer trip and we get on like a nine o'clock flight back to LA, it's supposed to land at 12. Like we'll, we'll probably relax a little, but majority of the time Dan is like getting on the plane and getting right to work and editing and we can get the video out in one to two days and kind of like, I think, we kind of just, Dan and I, we didn't really talk about it as much, but we were like, these next few months are going to be crazy. They're going to be crazy, but we understand that and we're going to commit to making this insane amount of content and making high quality content. So it would have kind of been hard to have Dan, you know, sit down with an editor right now and kind of explain the style and go back and forth and all that. And I think like Dan by, you know, putting that extra work in and deciding to keep editing like all of his videos right now, at least is like, was really important for the success of the channel and specifically his channel, because, you know, people are so used to the style and the style's working. So we should kind of stick with this and, you know, maybe someone else can help produce that style in the future. But, you know, we were riding, we're, we're still are riding this crazy momentum that we kind of just want to kept going. Okay. So as, as enjoy the show has grown, you know, have those goals, you know, from the beginning that you guys set, you know, last summer, have those goals, you know, maybe alter a little bit, change a little, or for the most part, are they, you know, commonly the same um, as they, what they were last summer when you guys, you know, had that first couple initial conversations? Yeah, the, honestly, it's the goals have switched from like, it's easy to make like quantitative goals where it's like, I want to hit a hundred thousand subscribers. I want to do this and that, like, that's kind of easy. And it gets you excited for like a little bit. And you're like, yeah, let's hit hundred K. But really it's like, what is the day-to-day week-to-week look like? And our goals is like 
I want to post at least at least one video every single week, but it's like it's but it has to be a high quality video. Like I want it to be something that's actually good. I'm not just gonna post stuff to post it anymore. Like I need to make it good. And we're just our goal was to really build this system to make videos happen, to make uh ideas come to life and then consistently build and grow and like if one video does well, we want to have another one that's going to top that and another one's going to top that. So it was really more, and Leo can get into it too, but it's more about like building the system and building building a system to help scale and grow. Uh, and that's where our kind of goals were oriented around. But yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we saw what was working with the facility tours. We started to see a couple podcasts blow up like the Eric Sim one. It was kind of right around there where we saw the Eric Sim pod blow up. We saw the day in the life blow up and the facility tours were going with that. We kind of had this idea. Okay. We're enjoy the show is going to be the back end part of the company and the back end, you know, we're going to post behind the scenes stuff there. We're going to post certain specific content there. And Dan has these three avenues that we can work with on his channel, which is facility tour podcast and day in the life. And that was kind of before we started a game day segment that we do sometimes as its own video and sometimes as a part of the facility tour. But that way we were like, okay, we can go on a trip now. We can really get our money's worth of what we're spending on. We can spend for like, say we go on two nights, you know, maybe we have a sponsor for that as well. We can go and produce maybe three videos out of that. If we can kind of line it up, right. We can do a facility tour. We can do a game day video. We could potentially do a day in the life or podcast there as well. And so that kind of allows for three videos to be filmed while we're on a trip. And then, you know, we have backlogged content now. We don't have to stress about going somewhere next for a video. And we kind of have this system built in. Okay. So as you guys, you know, traveling across the country, you know, going to all these different places, at what point do you guys decide, okay, I think it might be best for enjoy the show to become an LLC. I heard that I heard over that Max Clark interview that you guys have, you know, become an LLC at some point in the near, in the near past. At what point do those initial conversations get started and, you know, what went on there with the LLC and maybe some of the benefits since? Yeah. I mean, we really are just getting into it. Like we're about to set up the bank account and stuff. It's just, it was more just like getting the ball rolling because like Leo, Leo and I have like these big goals to have like a big media company and, and do something that's like pretty impactful. So we're like, might as well just get, learn this stuff now while we're still small and growing. Whereas like if something if blows up and we're very, we're established on one front, but we have nothing, in the back end and the business side built up, like you're kind of just trying to catch, play catch up. So our idea was just like learn this stuff. Theo's parents are lawyers, which is great. So we can like learn a lot of the business stuff and just like know, Hey, this is a write-off. This is a tax write-off. Or like for me, it's like, I didn't even like, I don't know. I don't know what tax, like, I don't know how to pay. Like, I don't know what the business expense or not like taxes, all that stuff. It was just, for me, it's just like, I just want to make videos. And then Leo can, was really helped with like trying to build out the the business of it all. But yeah, it's really cool because once we have that account, we're going to like be able to have, uh, you know, people on, on hopefully payroll, stuff like that, where instead of just like hiring people on W9 and having contractors, we actually have people with who are recurring members of the company, which is really cool, or like employees, I guess it would be called. But uh, yeah, so that was super cool and exciting to try to build that out and just learn about it. I think it was more more than just like building it. It was more important for us to just learn like what is a business, what is an LLC, uh, like what is a just like what are the different avenues we can take this and and why like why would we take this way why should we do this um so that's been really helpful for me to just learn that but um i know leo is, is really more in, in the weeds on that so i can pass it to him but yeah yeah it's been cool definitely i mean you know having the llc is kind of the pivotal part of you know the company we can actually call it a company you know it's a 
it's a corporation or like a limited liability corporation, I think is what it is. But um, that way we can have this bank account to where when we're traveling, like Dan said, I don't want to get into it too much. I don't know how, how much people care about that stuff, but um, you know, it's important for us. We can write certain things off. We can, you know, have a certain amount of money in account where we can distribute for flights for whatever it may be graphic designer whatever it is, we kind of have this business here that we can work with. And it kind of more is like a, a testament or a vision or just a, a place mark for what we want the future to look like. You know, we have this business and, you know, really we're just making content. That's like kind of what we're doing. But the end goal is like Dan said, have content, have our media company, which I do say we have a media company, but evolve into a place where, you know, we can have something similar to momentum, like a little bit, you know, different with visions and content and ideas, but kind of have a home office like that where they have, you know, we can shoot content, we can have an office space, we can, you know, have a podcast studio, something like that. But, you know, that's a while down the road, but this is the start of our business. And, you know, it's kind of cool to see. As you talked about that LLC, you talked about, you know, travel, different travel expenses. When you guys are going on those trips, like I mentioned, we saw each other in Bedford. You guys are going out to all these different places. What goes into that decision-making process to fly to, you know, the University of Miami, Oregon? You know, what what does that kind of look like? Like, what is that decision-making process for those interviews, for those game day experiences, and just those um, facility tours as well? You know, what is that decision-making process on that travel? Yeah, it's kind of like we have just like a big master list, I guess, of like ideas and places we want to hit. So it's like, all right, how can we do something and then do a few other things there to make it like worth the trip, worth our while, whatever. Um, so like I'll kind of just come up with an idea and be like, dude, I want to go to BYU. BYU is sick. I think this video will do well. Like the thumbnail is going to be sick because the mountains in the background, like we should make this happen. And then Leo will be like, all right, let me just uh, find the operations guy, email, blah, blah, blah. We'll try to use our connections or if we have any or just cold email like we said um and then try to make it happen so it's right now it's just more about like foot on the gas like what what idea can we make happen right now why 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 is this a good video why will people will people want to watch Oregon? yeah probably okay it's probably worth it to make a video and start planning a trip around that so yeah it's kind of just like if i if we have an idea how can how can we start to make it happen and what dates like work for that idea yeah, I mean, Miami, I want to touch on that a little bit, or Florida as a whole was kind of like our first big squad trip. And it was, it's really cool looking back at that now, because, you know, even then, I feel like we're just at a completely different place as we were then, you know, views are doing better, that means more revenue coming in different ways. But we had come up with some sponsors to find, you know, a way for Dan and I and the rest of our squad, Tony and Cam, to all make it out to Florida. And it was a really, you know, cool time because it felt like we had the team there and we were, it was kind of an accomplishment that we were kind of able to bring out everybody. And, you know, it was, it was tough. Shout out Tony. He literally grinded this out. You know, the trip started off as Dan and I, you know, we were just going to go together and make shit happen in Florida. And so we got the super small Airbnb. Then it was like, okay, let's bring Cam out there. He can get off school out of high school. It's funny. It's crazy that he's still in high school. But um, <laughs> and we got him down to Florida and then we're like, OK, we need Tony. Tony wants to come to Miami. And he actually paid for his flight on that one. But, you know, he which I respect very, very much. He wanted to be there and he knew he would help us and he helped us a lot. But um, he slept in the bathtub for five nights in this bathtub in our hotel within this like or in our Airbnb. And that, you know, Cam was on the floor. We, we're not living lavish or anything like that, but, you know, we're, we're making it happen. 
Yeah. So as you guys are making stuff work, you know, being under what is it, I think 25 where you can rent a car where, when you guys yeah, are going yeah. to different places. I know we talked about this in Bedford. You know, what's that look like? You know, maybe trying to find someone's car to borrow for the weekend or, you know, what, what does that look like? You find a, you know, just a car to drive to actually go ahead and travel. Dude, yeah, it's like Ubers, lucky, bro. Honestly. Yeah, I should be like I should be like an Uber premium member or something. The amount of Ubers I've spent on like dumb trip, like far, like an hour oh and fifteen God. minutes in an Uber, just like sucks. Delray, expensive, to but Del it's Ray. like <laughs> Delray. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, or we just like what I did find out was so we're going to North Carolina uh, in a few weeks, and I found a website called Turo. And you can rent cars. It's like you're not renting from a enterprise or whatever. You're renting from a person, and you can pay. You can be under 25, but you have to pay a young driver's fee. So I was like, I try. I was trying to do the math and figure out like, is would Uber be less or would the car be less? And I was just like, okay, I think the car would be less, and it's just better for freedom, like it's convenient, whatever. Yeah, convenient. So I ended up pulling the trigger on a car on like a rent. A, crappy little rental car which was actually just i think somewhat like a, I think it was like a car dealership does that whatever it was it worked out so yeah. we're gonna have our first rental car that we'll have which is great but like oh yeah, it man sucks because come on we, <laughs> i know but it's like we can't rent from like a you know rental car place like an enterprise or whatever which sucks but uh we gotta do what we gotta do it's like kind of cool it's kind of funny just to be like yeah we can't even we're not old <laughs> enough to rent a car <laughs> it's literally it's it's funny like we've flown all the way to indiana you know Max picks us up from the hotel. We're getting rides from people, his friends and all that. And when you saw us in Bedford, we actually had a great situation there. Shout out Max's best friend, really good friend, Cage. He hooked it up. We were able to stay with him and his family. And his dad's a really great guy, an entrepreneur himself. And he let us uh, borrow his truck for the weekend, which was amazing. Yeah. Like I, like I told you guys in Bedford, I've kind of run across the same problems. Like when I went down to Atlanta, Black Cobra Media, he was driving me around there for a little bit, but had to rent a U-Haul. That's kind of been something that whenever me and my buddies go on trips or something, like you, like I said, you know, U-Haul I think was great. You know, it was, I think, $25 and then like 50 cents a mile or something. But um, when it comes yeah. to when it comes to enjoy the show network, something I came across from you guys, I think was it last fall or in the winter time, you know, what went into that decision-making process for the enjoy the show network? Maybe some of the goals you guys had going in, what does that kind of look like? Yeah. So like so the, you mean, the show, the community, like the bringing the people in and doing that stuff. Yeah. So that was our idea to start with kind of help build the page, but also just like make it more community based instead of just like, I don't know. I like, like, I like the idea of having like phase, like a, like phase clan, how they have like their 15 members or 20, well, it was less, more, more now, but way less back then. But they had like their core group of YouTubers who were, who were gamers, but also like personalities and like people could, could become a fan of FaZe Rain and not even know what FaZe was, but he's their introduction to FaZe. And then he realizes like what the whole company stands for type thing. So I started liking that idea. So I was like, let's just try to make that in baseball. So we just like had an application, an open application, just like, hey, if you guys are young making content about baseball, want to be a part of this um like we're gonna evolve we're not really sure what it's gonna be we'll do collab posts and send you guys like gear and stuff but we're just gonna kind of evolve together and that was the first iteration of uh the enjoy the show community but i, I think i kind of like the word network more network i, li I, li um, I like that yeah yeah i like network but uh yeah it's kind of right now it's just like a weird group chat and we're just talking a lot like almost every day about content and ideas and just spitballing and, and it's been really really successful i think yeah yeah i mean to kind of 
it's it's like this is the start of what we want it to be you know this is like something that is here now and will probably be here years down the line but in a completely different manner evolved differently like we'll have you know we have a media company right now and we're working with creators to help elevate their content we're going to be doing that years down the line but maybe on a much higher scale to where we can have you know creators in-house working with us we can bring some of these guys in and start you know filming with them uh, one-on-one get, helping getting more sponsors but you know it kind of was beneficial for us to where we can fill in some of these gaps like I talked about earlier we're trying to figure out what enjoy the show was where we can find more content to where it's not just Dan and we can fill in these gaps with other creators but while also helping them get more attention on their posts you know helping kid like umpire channel he came to us with I think like 50 followers on Instagram and I don't want to take any credit or anything he's doing an incredible job but you know he needed a place to where he had this really good content and stuff that was great for the algorithm, but you know, he just needed a little boost to, you know, get started, get people seeing his stuff and his stuff has been really doing well on both Instagram and TikTok. But, you know, like I said, it's something that we're doing now. And I think it's something that we'll do on an even greater scale down the line. Okay. So with success stories like the umpire channel, has it gone according to plan in your guys' eyes? I mean, I'd say we didn't even really have a plan, you know, it was kind of just like, let's just get together and start, like going on calls and stuff and just talking about content. If you got questions, call me, whatever. It's more just like kind of make a creative space because it can be kind of like lonely at the times where it's just like, I just think I'm the only person who's making content, especially if you're physically in an area where no one else is doing it. Um, so that was kind of cool just to kind of make a creative space and bounce ideas off each other. So I'd say, yeah, like according to that plan, it's been great. And we're just going to keep iterating and evolving as, as it grows. Yeah. Which is we great. all help each other, man. Like really like, We'll just send stuff in, be like, yo, what do you guys think about this? You know, we'll send them some gear to, you know, show back. Like we got them some sunglasses. They were super pumped about. I'll try to help guys with sponsorships on stuff like that. But I also want to reiterate that it's not kind of where, you know, Dan and I are just the ringleaders and, you know, we're helping other people just simply that, you know, I think they help us a lot as well. You know, whether it's, you know, opinions on Dan's content, opinions on our content or just, helping fill in those gaps, like I said, and, you know, they also help one another as well. Kind of when, you know, I see them, you know, either collaborating or giving feedback. I was just going to tell you that I'll add you into the group chat after we've kind of like, it started off as it was like 10 people that we announced on Instagram and it was kind of not exclusive, but we had over like a hundred applications, I think. And we just kind of kept it like those 10 or so in, and then it kind of just evolved where we were like, why are we kind of gatekeeping this group chat or anything? I mean, we weren't saying no to anybody, but we are like, if there's some young creators or, you know, people that want, you know, feedback or want to work and, you know, see like-minded people, let's just add them in here and keep the group chat flowing, get more ideas, get more people and more perspectives. And, you know, that way the chat can be more active and people can, you know, really help one another. I'm sure. So I'm sure with a lot of the applications you, you guys had coming in, um, you know, they, they probably didn't have as many followers as you guys when you guys started that community. But have you guys seen, you know, growth for, you know, the DSARM page also enjoy the show as well? Have you guys seen growth from those other pages come in? What does that look like when it comes to actually the growth of, you know, the, the followership and stuff like that? I think, yeah, enjoy the show. It's cool because it's like we're mutually beneficial. So like 
people who have an audience of 5,000 on Instagram, but still 5,000 people who may not have known about what Enjoy the Show is. So doing these like collab posts has been pretty successful where it's like introducing people to the new audience and like boosting our page, but also boosting their page at the same time. It's kind of like a, it's a win-win, which is cool because Instagram like added that collaboration feature, which has been really, really helpful and cool and helping cross-pollinate followings to different brands. So yeah, I'd say definitely Enjoy the Show has seen a boost and our guys have seen a boost hopefully. And yeah, we're just still, we're still figuring out like what it's going to look like in the future but we're getting closer to like that kind of north star and figuring it out so yeah definitely yeah okay so you know in that in that this is gonna be the last question about the whole community page and we'll go ahead and dig into something else but when it comes to you know what's going on in that group chat maybe some questions you guys are answering with the big followings that you guys have you know, what are some of those questions you guys are getting from those other guys in the community? Maybe some different advice that you guys are giving them to, you know, help grow their brand, grow their followership. Just what, what are those conversations kind of looking like? Yeah, it's really like, it comes down to just, like I said, just having a space where it's like people who are doing the same thing as you can be so helpful. Even if you're, even if it's just like, hey, like, which thumbnail do you think is better, this one or this one? And then we'll be like, have our opinion and be like, oh, I think this one because it's a little more eye-catching. And then when, you know, when you're like working on a video for like a day and you're two days, 20, whatever, it's like you, you start forgetting to look at it through like the consumer's lens. You're looking at it through like just you who's edited, put 24 hours of work into it. So it's good to get that like outside perspective. So it's really varies. It's like all things creative, even like brand deals and stuff like that. It's like, hey, do you think it's time for me to start monetizing, blah, blah, blah. We'll say, yeah, or no, or whatever, like for whatever reason, like we've gone through this and we saw this happen. So it's just kind of like helpful to have a bunch of people who are going through a similar experience, but have different experiences in the same kind of vein, because we can bounce ideas off each other and just collaborate in a way outside of just like, you know, working together on a video. It's more just like, hey, what, what, how can we make our individual content better, which is has been cool. And, and it's cool because there's people from all different, you know, perspectives. Some people would like umpire channel. I know he wants to blow up his content creation and kind of maybe make this a job or make this something that he's doing full time. And then there's guys like Isaiah who are going to be playing at a D one school, UNC Wilmington in the fall, and he's killing it in baseball and could have a career there, but he also wants to keep making content and he's super creative in his, you know, if you guys haven't watched his, it's just super, super unique. And, you know, there's also just people who are kind of just doing content for fun or, you know, want to pick it back up. And, you know, it's, it's really cool to see the different perspectives. I'm sure. So with you guys being a media company, you guys also host events there at times, came across, you know, what was it, the what, the War Stick Home Run Derby or what exactly, whatever that official name was. Take us through that Home Run Derby, maybe some other events you guys have had. Where did the idea come from for the War Stick Home Run Derby and just, you know, the whole process of getting that whole thing rolling? Yeah, it's like another idea for the vertical, like another vertical of Enjoy the Show that we want to start building out. And right now we're just trying to like put up shots and get reps up to see how stuff's going to work. But yeah, like we want to host events, we want to do stuff like that. So we were just like, hey, like when we're down in Florida, we should try to do a home run derby. We found a sponsor, which was Warstick, which was great. It's a bat company. They hooked up everybody with bats. And like, we didn't really know how to make it happen, but we're just like, we just need to try it and just, and just think about, hey, we'll get eight people or 10, I think it ended up being nine, but people who are like D1 committed guys. And let's just do a home run derby. Winner gets a thousand bucks and we'll see how it turns out. And it, it was pretty successful. It's at like 65,000 views on YouTube, which is great, which is better than we thought it would do. And we think that's just like, you know, version one of maybe like 20 iterations of a home run derby 
that we can start building off of but like now we have a model to how to do it so we want to keep doing stuff like that and that was the idea where it's like enjoy the show can host events in the way that pbr can host an event or like these companies have multiple verticals uh to build their their overall brand so that was kind of our idea uh, with that yeah it was, it was successful i had uh, they had a lot of fun yeah yeah it was a great time after we scavenged to get the the money sent to them we had to really stressful but yeah this summer okay. we'll have a system for home run derbies. Okay. Yeah. All right. So with the with the thousand dollar prize with the thousand dollar prize given to the winner, were there certain regulations that you guys had to go through? I hosted a home run derby a couple of years ago and kind of you know dealt with the, the gray area there. What did that look I like? Can, with the I can with that. I can take this one. So yeah, we were advised by our NIL personnel, a good friend of ours who helps run Athletiverse. And funny thing is, you know, the winner actually didn't even take his prize he donated it literally it was great absolute great guy Daniel yeah it's pretty much like yeah Daniel Kivet obviously is a stud and I should have known he was going to win going into it because he's like just a dog like he won the area codes one too but what was interesting was we started learning like the rules and regulations of NIL and that was another cool process where it's like can we give these guys money oh yeah we can uh, in this scenario or we have to donate the money or there was just like a bunch of different things we learned and it's obviously different by state which was kind of interesting as you probably found out um which is funny is like in california the rules are so much more lenient than on florida we had to kind of like be careful make sure we were following all the rules but that was cool because it was a it was a good learning process and i'm sure the world of nil is going to evolve as it keeps going and scaling but again like that was another cool thing we learned through that we're like how does this actually work? Like, can we do this? And we found out we could, and it worked out in, in the way we wanted to, which was sweet. Okay. So beyond, yeah, Leah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, yeah, man. Okay. So beyond home run derbies, you know, what are maybe some of those future plans? I don't know if you want to keep this in house, keep it surprises, but is there any other plans for future events beyond home run derbies? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Like we have so many ideas but we're, we have to like pace ourselves because we're trying to go one step at a time. But yeah, like we want to do all sorts of diff- different things. Like I love what you did with the live ABs, the the Battle of Indiana. Like that was super cool. That'd be something we'd love to work on maybe together or just work out because I think mean, live ABs is a, a really unique aspect of baseball that like isn't being tapped into enough where it's like, it's like a one-on-one. It's like destroying does these one-on-one tournaments for football. Like live ABs is literally a one-on-one that like, that's the perfect format for it. It's made, it's set up for that. So that's something we want, we've talked about doing all these just uh, different ideas within baseball, but also that are like broadly appealing. So like, I don't, I can't even think of other specifics right now, but we have like a whole live podcast. Yeah. Live pods, speaking engagement, stuff like that, where it's just like little conferences and stuff I think would be cool. Stuff like that. I'm just, I'm it fires me up and I want to make it. Man. I mean, I I love hearing this stuff. You know, I'm a big fan of, I call it player-based events. That's kind of what I have on the website where, you know, I, you know, obviously what, since I interview all these different players, you know, kind of partner with them and do some stuff in the off season, got some stuff rolling out, you know, the fall and the winter. Uh, but last segment here, kind of want to dig into the actual interview process that you guys go through. You know, like I said, came across Boston Flannery, you know, Matt Max Clark, Ben Joyce. I just I didn't realize Lance McCullers was also on the show as well. But when it goes into the actually going about an interview, what for Dan, I guess, Dan, this might be a question for you. I just going into an interview, you know, how do you kind of prep for it? Do you go, you know, research these guys? What goes into the actual interview prep and actually heading into heading into that interview? Yeah, I kind of describe it as like, I just kind of become a fanboy. Like as soon as we book the pod, I'm like, all right, I need to become the actual like Wikipedia page on who Ben Joyce is. So like I try to do as much as that, but also 
I've noticed that it kind of helps to not dig too deep because then I actually get like a genuine like a, a question like I might have a script but then it's like you might go a different direction I might be like oh yeah where did you play travel ball I actually don't know that so like if I do dig super super deep and find out all that stuff I might not have as genuine I'm sure as you found like a genuine curiosity around things I may not have thought of I don't want to like put myself in a box so yeah it's a kind of a mix between like studying as much as I can and learning the important events that'll make good topics like Drew Jones had the overrated chant home run like you got to talk about that and I, I don't know the story behind that like I know what happened I know the video but like what went on behind the scenes that clip did really well so it's it's a mix between like yeah studying and, and being well versed in these people but also just kind of having a general understanding and holistic like curiosity in what they're doing and just find different things that people might not even think of are interesting about a person and finding these little curiosity gaps between them and, and the, the viewer, which is which has kind of been my process. I've, it's I've really, sorry, Leo. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I've definitely kind of done the same thing. Like I've known like a lot about like a ball player that I was really close with. I knew a lot about him, but I kind of had to play dumb in a way just to, you know, make mm-hmm. sure he got all his, make sure he had to get all everything out about him. Um, so, you know, I kind of did the same thing there, but no, Leah, what were you going to go ahead and say? I was going to say, it's kind of cool to see that, like, I see two different kind of podcasts when Dan does the interviewing, like there's one where it's like Ben Joyce or another one where it's like, Dan's kind of like controlling the pace of the conversation. At least I see all this behind the scenes stuff and, you know, it's asking the questions, highlighting the key points. And those are some really cool podcasts where it's like, these answers are incredible. You know, Ben Joyce has a crazy story. So there's going to be a crazy answer for the question. And then there's ones like Eric Sim or Brett Phillips, Brett Phillips pod isn't out, but you know, um, there was just like this supernatural conversation between Dan and Eric and Dan and Brett. And it kind of builds this really cool experience and environment to see even in person when, you know, I'm not, watching the video i'm seeing it right there and i'm seeing this really amazing conversation happen and it's super nor natural yeah. so with that interview with max clark you know obviously you know i know max pretty well with the battle of indiana him coming on the show and stuff i heard alex armstrong you know the guy from all american prospects tell me the power of max clark when it comes to the youtube algorithm and stuff like that i guess i don't really have much knowledge on that but is that true is there a thing of the power of max clark when it comes to youtube and all that different the algorithms and stuff like that yeah like i literally think max is like the equivalent of in the baseball world he's like youtube mr beast where it's like if you do a video with mr beast just because of he's such a big character so many videos of him have millions of views it's gonna just hit algorithm and people are gonna want to watch it it's just a topic people like max is the same way where it's like you gotta think the average viewer who watches baseball YouTube in a way like the momentum or Eric Sam or Trevor Bauer, like in that world, all American prospects, same thing. Like if they're in that world, they want to see Max Clark content, especially unique, organic Max Clark content. So like, it's just going to hit like it's Drew Jones, same thing. Like if you, if you have a, if I did a vlog, like a day in the life with Drew, it would, it would hit like, that'd be a sick video. And that's something that like the 15 year old kid who's watching YouTube every day, who like looks up to these guys, that's like an auto view. Like they're going to want to watch it. Like for me, it's like, if I see a, a interview with uh, Bryce Harper, like I'm going to click that video. I don't care if it's like, you know, in a parking garage or whatever. Like if it, I'm just like, Oh, I want to see what Bryce Harper has to say. Like you never see him in the media. So stuff like that, where it's just like, you gotta, I gotta put myself in like my 15 year old self shoes, self shoes and be like, what would I like 
no no doubt click on and watch if I was if I was that age and Max Clark seems to be that guy I had that player comp on Bryce Harper and Max Clark there a couple days ago with another guest I had on the show but uh, just a couple more questions here for both you guys you know going through this whole journey this past you know nine ten months or so um just you know building enjoy the show's brand what are some of these just favorite memories that come to mind you guys have traveled across the entire country go and met all these cool different people what are those couple just favorite memories that come to mind when you think of the interviews enjoy the show brand what are some of those favorite memories yeah i think a lance mccullers pod was like the first one where i was like whoa like this could be sick like this could be something okay like something's going right i'm not gonna stop now because this is like not that i was gonna but it's just like gave me more fuel to keep going harder and then just like eric sam was amazing meeting him for the first time was so dope i got to do it with my boys which was sweet like leo and cam like it was just cool to like be introduced to that world of momentum and what their business looks like and then I could just keep listing stuff off like the Indiana trip with Max the first one was awesome the second one was dope because we got to see him play in person Miami was a big one for me I'm a huge Miami fan like I've been growing up I've always been a Canes and, and, and uh, Dolphins fan that was special for me Oregon was sick because I'm a huge Nike guy Phil Knight like just it just I, it's been amazing we've been really lucky and really blessed and like it's crazy because I feel like we're just getting started like I think there's going to be some that I just that I can't even predict that our videos are going to happen that I'm that are going to be so amazing uh, so we're just going to keep working to ca- kind of chase that feeling and keep making those cool videos I think so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for the future of it but yeah those are mine yeah for me I'd say you know key things are like throw it back a little bit it was the all-star game when we kind of finessed our way into the after party the all-star game hanging with like anthony ramos from hamilton hanging with uh you know uh, like just all our guys are right there you know liam Hendricks is right over there jacob de grommer and uh garrett cole are walking right past us pete alonzo yeah for like Mm. five minutes and then nestor nestor was there nestor was sick yeah yeah BYU was just crazy because you know it kind of made it, it I think it kind of made us feel really welcomed and nice you know kind of was an achievement where we were getting this incredible special treatment and we we're we we're very happy to be there I'd say Miami was just great vibes overall we were there for like a week and it was kind of just like the whole thing was a fun time like mm-hmm. the whole grind of it was just a great time and I'm kind of super pumped for this North Carolina trip I think it's going to be similar vibes yeah I think so too I'm pumped and also we have like a whole, we've we've kind of built out like how video process works now like we, we have it down where it's like less stress goes into it it's more like let's just make this video the best we can not like is the mic on or is the camera like filming 60 frames yeah. like we just don't have to worry about that stuff usually like it's important to check it but now it's just about like can we be in the moment on camera making a fun video now which is exciting i'm pumped for that so you guys both touch on you're just creating memories here in the future dan you say it's hard to predict you know what's coming up for you guys here in the next you know couple months or so but if you guys are looking towards that future you know what is that vision vision maybe some of those goals you guys have for yourselves but also for that enjoy the show brand yeah dude i just want to make right now i just want to make like viral pieces of content that just like hit that just like people are like start knowing me from that piece of content and then dig into my library of content because of those videos. I don't know what those, I, I have ideas, but I don't know how to make a lot of these happen. But like right now we kind of just want to keep making, and then on the ideas that I know are going to do well, I just want to make them the best videos possible. Like I just want to make high quality stuff that people can like, 
that want to go back and watch it again because they're like, man, I actually really like that. That was an authentic piece of content that I resonated with that motivated me or got me excited to be in baseball or watch baseball. Um, so that's kind of like my goal, my like what I want to do. And I really just want to scale. Like I just want to get as big as possible because that's when you can really make the sick like amazing ideas happen yeah. so like we we obviously we have to stay within the boundaries of like you know not going overboard not, not doing clickbait not having like we want to stay authentic and true to ourselves but like do it on the biggest stage possible so right now we're just grinding to do that inside yeah and i mean on the specific end of it dan and i kind of just actually met up a couple of days ago before we went back to boston and we mapped out our you know next couple weeks of what we're doing with like dan specific content we have a couple show ideas that are going to be you know series coming out on enjoy the show which i don't know if it's going to be implemented very soon or a couple months or just slowly over time but there's a lot of cool ideas for enjoy the show content that we have coming up okay all right yeah, so guys, be fun, man. guys last thing here for you guys so everything that we have talked about everything that we haven't talked about today what are some of those final words you have for the listeners anything you guys want to get out there you know, just, you know, take us through that. What are some of those last words you guys got? Sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> no, that was, that was our idea for our, our new quote. But yeah, I was going like to say because the internet. <laughs> because the internet. Yeah, that's, I'm a big childish Gambino guy. No, uh, for me, it's more just like keep making stuff and keep like, for me, I'm just, I'm lucky that I'm, we're, we're both lucky that we're very obsessed with what we're doing. And like, we found something that would give us energy. Like a lot of people don't have that luxury. So we kind of have to, we, I feel like an obligation to like take advantage of it as much as possible and like keep growing and keep scaling because like if I've found something at this age that gives me so much life and energy, it's like I must be doing something right. So let's just keep bringing out positive vibes and keep grinding and keep trying to make stuff happen and be authentic and, and keep working. It's been fun and inspiring people. That's like the most important thing. I just want to like keep doing stuff that makes people go, dude, I can't even believe that happened. I'm like, yeah, but like you can do it too because it's like, I, I was just a kid watching YouTube when I was 15 and I still am. So, you know, we can keep evolving and making cool stuff. It's, 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 uh, it's been really fun. What I would say is kind of, you know, if you have this opportunity, any slim spec chance that you can go out there and give your dream a hundred percent shot, go do it while you're young, go give it a try. Yeah. If you fail, so what it happens, but if you have any opportunity, because I know not everybody's in the same boat, not everybody can kind of just not work a nine to five and go, you know, chase their dream for a little bit. But if you have the slim chance to go, you know, some opportunity to go try it, put your all into it. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that was the final question here on the J Care podcast. You know, super appreciative of both you guys coming on the show. Like I said, I've followed you guys now for, you know, seven, eight months or so. Big a bit of been a big fan of your content, just like the rest of the baseball community. But again, just thanks for coming on the show. I'm looking forward to potentially working with you guys in the future, maybe some upcoming events we got going on. But again, just thanks for coming on the show and giving me about, you know, hour, hour and a half of your guys' time today. Definitely, man. Dude, yeah, we had a blast. Thanks for inviting Great us time. on, man. We'll, we'll talk soon, I'm sure of it. <laughs>